0: top 107 Columbia running on empty. It's this week's edition of the NIPTI practice tips coming to you from the very heart of NIPTI radio. This week's practice tip is superior court informations, pleas and other uses. The New York state constitution originally required that all felony cases be prosecuted by way of an indictment, which was voted by the grand jury. On January 1st of 1974, a New York State constitutional amendment was passed, and then legislation was enacted that went into effect in June of 1974. This amendment permitted a defendant to waive the right to be prosecuted by indictment and permitted the people to file what was known as a Superior Court Information, or SCI, upon which the defendant could consent to be prosecuted for a felony charge. The procedures required for a proper SCI prosecution are found in the CPL Article 195. While the primary purpose of an SCI is to permit a plea of guilty at the outset of a criminal proceeding without the need for a grand jury presentation and vote, it may also be used as the basis for a felony trial. In dealing with SCIs, one basic requirement should never be overlooked. The SCI is a function of an existing unsatisfied criminal court felony complaint upon which the defendant has been held for the action of the grand jury. Without the felony complaint, an SCI cannot be drawn up and no plea or trial may be taken on such a document. The defendant cannot waive this jurisdictional defect and it will always be subject to a successful appeal to vacate any plea. An SEI plea may be taken until the filing of an indictment voted by the grand jury. This includes taking a plea after the grand jury has voted a true bill, but before you file the indictment. An SEI plea is jurisdictionally defective when based on a criminal court complaint containing an A felony which is punishable by death or life in prison. This error need not be preserved by the defendant and cannot be waived by the defendant and is always subject to a successful appeal. Not only is the existence of an SCI a function of a criminal court complaint, but the content of the SCI is also a function of the criminal court complaint. An SCI must contain a crime found in the original criminal court complaint or a lesser included offense of one of the original crimes found in that complaint, or a crime that is joinable to a crime that is found in that complaint. If the defendant has been indicted and wishes to plead guilty to a crime not found in the indictment, nor is it a lesser included offense of one of the crimes in the indictment, to plead guilty pursuant to an SCI containing that crime, the defendant must be rearrested on that crime to which he or she is willing to plead, An SCI can then be drawn up and properly used because you now will have an unsatisfied criminal court complaint. You cannot simply draw up an SCI based on the indictment with the new crime added because there is no unsatisfied criminal court complaint containing that crime in existence. The authority for this can be found in People v. Boston, a Court of Appeals case from 1990. If an indictment is dismissed with leave to represent and the defendant wishes to plead guilty before you represent, he or she may so plead guilty to an SCI based on the original complaint that is considered to have remained extant because of the dismissal of the indictment with leave to represent. For more case law and statutory authority, as well as other SCI issues, please see the P.E. Memo entitled, SCI Please, Superior Court Informations. As always, our thanks to our crack producer, Jonathan Marconi Crispino, and to all of you, stay well, my friends, and stay ready.